empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. We were trash until the fourth quarter. Basically. We were trash until the 53rd minute. Until <laughs> <laughs> the 53rd minute. Jair couldn't cover a twin bed with a king-size blanket. It was terrible. Harry beat him, of all guys. But again, it's good. It's again, good. again, though, the Bears are absolute trash. Our defense couldn't stop. I don't know why they didn't just keep running the ball on us. It was ridiculous. They were pounding. Like you wouldn't believe they were getting six, seven yards every play. Fucking Barry is like, I got it. I'll use two defensive linemen to stop the run. Matt says Dude, I can't that even works look every at, week. I can't even look at it. It's just fucking irritating to see two D. Like there were four guys on Kenny Clark and people are complaining that Kenny Clark can't get to the fucking yeah. quarterback. He had two guys each holding like <laughs> an arm. They were they were doing the old. Do you remember when you were kids and you'd link arms and you'd yeah, yell, right, Rover, 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 Rover. We call Kenny Clark over. Oh, can't bust through Kenny. And they're like, you know, he's playing so poorly. It's tough to beat a four man blocking sled. It's tough. Unbelievable, man. It's and we wouldn't do anything to help him out. We never sent any pressure. We, there was no there was no blitzes. There was not, you know, and they're like, oh, he sent a blitz. He sent four. That's not a blitz. They're blocking with seven. <laughs> and that inner, the Bears try to beat us the way that the Vikings beat us to the very beginning of the season with those medium to intermediate routes. The good thing that we did was after that long run from Justin Fields, he got popped by Adrian Amos. And I think he decided that he was not going to start running anymore with that bum shoulder and did a pretty good job. But, Fuck you, Fields. You know, You're a piece of shit. That's and all. I love to I love to hear the guys. They go, oh well, uh, if Nixon makes the tackle in the background in the back uh, field there, then that's a tackle for a loss. Joe Barry called the right uh, coverage. No, he didn't. You know why? Because Fields ran straight up the middle. He didn't run to the left and right and juke around and make a whole bunch of people miss. He ran up the middle where we only had two D linemen who were getting thrown onto the bench by five O linemen who were having it. I mean they. Oh, the Eagles have got the best O line in the league. Do they? Or was it because they only had to block two? Yeah. And they, remember, it's the same narrative from last week, right? Best O line ever. 
though. Like every time they go up against our two man front, it's we're going up against the best O line in the league. No, we're not. And the good thing is we have questions for uh Monday mail. Okay. They were, we've got a bunch. Yeah. We got a bunch of them in last night. So that's good. So we can kind of talk about the game through that. Cause I think, okay, let's, let's do mailbag Monday sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Mailbag, not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> Mailbag Monday, sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped. All right, so I'm going to honest review of the Manscaped stuff now that I have everything. All right, so here we go. Okay. The lawnmower is fantastic. Yes. I've not nicked, have not, and I've run it across my balls. No problem. Just use the guard, but all of it. Yeah. Nice yeah. and clean. Yep. Even the tank is nice yeah. and good. <laughs> Nothing like a clean Christmas taint. That's Christmas it. morning. The nose trimmer and ear trimmer is fantastic. Yes. As well. So equipment wise, I give it a 10. Especially um, on your taint. Yep. Especially on your taint. Underwear. <laughs> No. is terrible it yeah. rides up into your like the sides where your balls and your legs meet it rides up in there yeah. and then it also gives you a little bit of a it like folds on the yeah like the, the elastic band folds on top so those are the two yeah. things that underwear fix that um the body wash is fantastic smells yeah. awesome the little scrubber is awesome it's smooth it's soft silky it's delicious I love it. Yeah. The, the, I love the body wash. I'm definitely a fan of the body wash, the ball deodorant. This is a must have product for men, period. Your life. This is a life changing product for men. The ball deodorant. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And your significant other will notice that your balls smell nice too. Exactly. <laughs> if they decide to venture down there. And the last thing with, let's see um the the their clones and we said this smells no, like no no not we you. Okay. Anyway, i'm giving you the credit for this All one. Right. i agree i agree but <laughs> you had the best synopsis this is uh this is uh this is emmy award-winning podcast stuff here so uh bruce in your humble opinion what do you think the manscaped cologne preservere smells like it smells like that sweaty dude in the corner that has a unitard on and just like it's sweat and then he's the something on to try to cover it up but it's the dude at the gym with like full-on camel toe in the unitard in the unitard that's yeah. what it smells like yeah 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 I, I couldn't agree with you more <laughs> manscaped the creators of all things big and small ron ebert wasn't able to watch here the game today, but seems like Chicago offense was able to do what they wanted in the first half. Yes. In your opinion, what are our biggest weaknesses, concerns on defense moving forward? Joe Barry. And is it more of a players not making plays issue or bad scheme or coaching? Uh, yes. Yes to all of it. Players are checking out because they're not being placed in the right position. So, yes, you can blame the players, but it starts at the top, just like Papa G said. Joe Barry is not calling the right defenses, period. 
So here's a question for you, man. Let's kind of take this and project towards next year, right? Because there's a couple big contracts coming up. This defense is going to look very different. I mean, you, you saw how different the middle of the field looked with Devondre Campbell back. The tackling was a lot more solid. Quay Walker was able to rove a little bit more and be a little bit more instinctful as opposed to having to react to stuff, which was great. But what do you see moving forward as a weakness? Because look, Jair got exposed, right? A little bit here in this game by Nikhil Harry and Jalen Ramsey got exposed when it mattered last night against uh, uh, the Seahawks. DK Metcalf caught a game winning ceiling touchdown on him. It happened. Could he, could Jair do anything wrong yesterday? He did a bunch wrong. Now the first one on St. Brown, right? I mean, he let St. Brown get past him and that was it. It was over. That was it. The second one, Harry, you can see him. He's got his hands up. He's shrugging his hands. He's shrugging the hands. The ball's the ball gets snapped. He goes, ah, I'm going coverage. Mm-hmm. He covers the guy. Harry makes an incredible catch. Can you fault Jair? A little bit. A little bit on that one. Got a little turnaround. Got lost by Harry. Who's Harry of all guys? He should have been able to cover him. No problem. Did he make up for it? He made up for it. He sealed the game for us. Dude, that was um... – for some, I know it's just because it's the Bears, but I was never worried that we we're going to lose this game. Eventually, we we're going to get a run, and it's how close we were going to get, right? And as soon as we took the lead, I was like, oh, they're done because now they can't run the ball. Now they're playing catch up. As long as the Bears were ahead, they were able to do it, which was the first half. And of course, we come out in the third fucking quarter and do the same shit we always fucking do and hero oh, and ball. Three. What the fuck, man? Why are, are we always in shotgun? And then, and then we get into, we get under center for our final drive. We get under center and all of a sudden Dylan smashing it six, seven yards. We hand it off to Christian Watson who goes untouched because everybody's convinced you cannot run from shotgun and expect that to affect the play action movement from the linebackers. It doesn't, it doesn't. When you run from shotgun, they get to stand there and they get to watch and they get to wait. That's what happens when you hand it off from under center the guy's got to take a couple of steps. He turns around. The defense can't see the ball for a few seconds. It creates confusion, and 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 it 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 makes the play action effective. And they don't do it. And look under center, dude. Dylan finally, he looks like a completely different runner when it's under center, and you give him some time to actually find the hole and fucking hit it because he was popping people, you know. So it, it was Again, great. Though, four, 40 passes from Aaron Rodgers. Like oh. we don't need to see him overthrowing. I mean, he only uh, missed Watson by about 20 yards. Uh, he, Randall Cobb on the uh, dish off. He only overthrew him by about 10 yards under through Deguara. Like there's a long laundry list of reasons. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, let's see here. Oliver close off. Can you ship CBD products to me? I need some full spectrum tink, tink, tinctures. Tinctures. Yeah, I can do that. that is. I've got one milligrams or better. Yep, I got it. Beauty it has nothing to do with the game. Thanks, yep. Oliver. Andrew Johnson, are we finally hitting the stage as a team? We've been basically consistently good for thirty years. That having a lack of top ten picks is catching up with this, or can we blame this on Barry and Lafak? Um, I don't, that's a good one. You know why? Because we've proven, and I think the league has proven that top 10 picks 
aren't necessarily what you need to uh, win Super Bowls and uh, be consistent. I mean, not having a top 10 pick, does it affect us? I don't know. How are all the top 10 players playing right now, right? I mean, Christian Watson seems to be blowing a lot of out of the water. Is it coaching? How much is the coaching with that man? And how much is that the actual players checking? Like we've talked about, right? Like, I, I think if we had better schemes uh, again, good. And you mentioned, you know what else I want to do though? Not, not just from a better scheme standpoint, I want to take a look at these draft picks and actually see how well he has done. Cause you know, he was at like 60, 70% hit rate, but right now I think he's closer to like 30. 40. 30 yeah he's yeah. like a guy with a huge harem a yep. lot of misses <laughs> carla d why are bear fans such crybabies well have you seen chicago have you seen it they've been pretty good they're taking it in stride man i think after eight straight wins only four wins since 2009 they're used to it i i didn't get any troll i got one troll but he, of course he has one fucking follower so that doesn't count he can fuck off but most of the fans that follow us understand that we are not homers with the Packers, right? Like when we talk shit, we talk shit about our own team as well. And, and they get Yeah, it. this is what I'm a fan for. David Ruiz, how many games will we have false hope for? Uh, the rest of them. <laughs> Had we just won last week, we'd be at like a 25, 26% chance of making the playoffs. We're at 13% now. So we're still at that 13%, right? But now it's 13 times five weeks. So you're looking at about a 70% chance if we went out and then shit has to happen. So there, there's hope. There is hope. There's, there's, there's hope. The playoffs. Just imagine if we make the fucking playoffs. You know, it'd be great as if we make the playoffs and knock the Vikings out in the first round. Wouldn't that be the greatest thing in the world? I mean, after that, we could get blown out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Carla D, are, are, are our defensive players underperforming or has Barry crushed their souls? I think we just kind of touched that. Barry is not putting them in positions. He's asking too much of some players and not enough of others. I mean, when, you're, when your defensive scheme relies on your safeties to make the tackle on the running back, you've got a fucking issue, a major fucking issue, because your yeah. safeties are only there for if everything has blown up. That's why they're called safety. A That's safety. why it's umbrella coverage. Umbrella protects you from the elements. Like it's <laughs> they're back there to protect it. And Buck77899134 says probably both. We agree with you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tim. Tim. That's it, man. That's all I got Tim, here. Do you have any more questions? Tim Steltzer. Does AR's golf cart have a heater or does he put it in dry dock for the winter months? Probably dry dock, Tim. Tim, when will we reach 800 wins and who will be the quarterback that achieves it? Uh, Love. It'll be Jordan Love. That's, so, that's who. So are you counting on Rodgers being gone at the end of this season then? I don't know. We've I... got something in Christian Watson and Dolphins. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's enough there, and these kids have shown enough. Fuck, Christian Watson, eight touchdowns in four games. Holy fuck, man. And when Dobbs comes back, who held the fort down pretty good with those two guys in there, because, you know, Randall's done. Um, Mercedes is done, probably. Um, but between those two guys, I think we can we can do pretty good. And, look, Torrey had his catch, but it was a critical catch for a first down, right, like towards the end of the game when we really needed something. 
I just I don't know if these guys like they keep showing the film and they keep saying guys are not getting open, but it doesn't seem that way, man. At least Aaron Rodgers for the first time this entire season was not sacked. So he had time and he bought time and guys were still not open. So he went through his progressions and whether it was I don't know who was streaking down the sideline and came open a little bit late, but he was already off of that read. So he had to throw it away. So I don't know how much of that is just there was a couple um, there was a couple Lazard was wide open and he missed Lazard. There was a couple of times there's he's, he's not right. Everybody's not right. It's almost like the team is still shaking off the rust for some freaking reason. Uh, Adam Bricko, take a look at the video footage of the Packers two point conversion. Rogers tells Lafleur to cough and calls his own play. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm completely believable. I don't even need to see that because guess what? I believe that. I think that uh, there's a lot of plays that uh, uh, Rogers uh, checks out of and uh, tells Lafleur to fuck off. And you know how I can tell? Because we're doing this shotgun RPO business with no jet motions. Lafleur's offense is from under center. It looks exactly like the 49ers offense. Under center, jet motion sweeps. 49ers lose Garoppolo, still put the boots to Miami with their seventh round mystery relevant quarterback. This is what you need to set your team up for success for. And, you know, the worst part is, is that the 49ers and Garoppolo were starting to make amends. And they were talking about Garoppolo coming back next year. Now Jimmy G breaks his foot. Look bad. You got to feel, you got to feel bad. You got to feel bad for Jimmy G. Like he just cannot catch a break. Just can't catch a break. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, that is the epitome of a sit not I don't want to call him a system quarterback but almost just because everything is predicated on everybody being in the right spot with that and as long as people are doing their job they don't miss a step right which is kind of the part of the problem with the LaFleur offense where he knows what it is but he gets away from his identity so much and whether that's Aaron Rodgers or that's just him overthinking stuff whatever it is that's kind of like it takes time and I like the fact that we come back strong in the fourth quarter for the most part in all these games. And I think a lot of it has to do that. He spends too much time in the first half setting up plays for the second half and just kind of does too many throwaway plays at the beginning of the game that opens up stuff later on in the game. But he needs to figure that out. If we want to be able to like, if we want to compete with we have the to Dallas Cowboys, who I know we on every drive. Exactly. 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 There can't At be least these throwaway points. plays Poor Aaron Jones. Finally get some finally get some runs, hurts his shin. They give him a bit of a break. Taylor comes in there, looks all right for his one drive. They use Dylan. This is the time of year that Dylan gets his uh, carries. And you know what? All of you guys that were trash talking Dylan all season long, and you were going Dylan this and Dylan that. And now we're watching 12 carries, 93 yards. We're watching him smash these guys and, and, and just obliterate these defenses. I want you all to sit down right next to your little fire, put the blanket over your legs, cozy up, maybe let the dog up on the couch one time. Pour yourself, lick your nipples. Pour, pour, pour yourself a nice hot cup of shut the fuck up. Because fucking A.J. Dillon is an NFL caliber running back, and he is a top-tier running back, and he was not being used the way that A.J. Dillon should be used. And that's a quarterback is under center, and he is hitting the line at full speed. 
Not this bullshit where he stands there for a second while the defense is running at him and then they hand him the ball and go, good luck. Come on. Come on, People man. can just see me nodding. You know, this is a podcast and they can just see me nodding my head feverishly up and down. You are correct, sir. 100%. That's putting the player in a position to succeed based on what they're expert, like what they are good at. That's what you do. You put them in a position to succeed by using them the way that you're supposed to fucking use them, dude. Like I Imagine just 101, 101 basic book. Like, look at the who is it? The, the Bella's Jones fucking kid for Chicago. They have him only on punt returns because he hasn't fucking figured out the book. But guess what? They give him all the reps at fucking punt return and he's going to be fucking good. Just like yeah. Keyshawn Nixon. How the fuck did it take them 10 fucking weeks to? figure out that we had an electric fucking returner who can take it five yards deep and bringing it out to the 30 that is shoelaces away from fucking breaking one all year long like it's almost there why can you not see you see that every day in fucking practice like how can you not see that are you really that fucking blinded with the star power that you have that you focus on that as opposed to the full complete team and figure out who's the best fucking fit for what you're trying to do now rich bisaccia wanted ford and he wanted nixon and guess what those are the two guys that are fucking producing every single week. I mean, every when you look at the turnovers and you look at the big, the big explosive plays on, on, on special teams, the names are Ford and Nixon that come up. Yeah. Every time. I, and and yeah. during the game as well, Ford, I mean, he missed a couple tackles and got, but for the most part for a secondary piece, it's actually special teams player to come in and contribute on the other side of the ball on defense when it's absolutely necessary. Look, man, it's, that's where, you know, it's Barry and it's not the player so much. And you know that the players have checked out. Like when you see a guy who's trying to prove it, prove it contracts, and those guys are playing as hard as they possibly can, but you've got guys that already got paid that aren't, it's because they already got paid. There's no motivation because they're not putting, being put in a position to feel good about themselves, right? Like if you're constantly put in a position to fail, eventually you're going to stop believing in yourself too. Not that these guys are going to stop believing in themselves, but there's a big difference between Amen. walking around with swagger and feeling good. Versus Don't stop believing. <laughs> oh the bears are terrible and you know the worst part is is that everybody in packer dumb is like hey man did we win why so glum it's the fucking bears dude it's like beating on a pop warner football team and saying yep everything's fixed nothing's fixed brah nothing's fixed bears fix the bears fix woes that's what they do the bears fix woes we went, we, didn't we beat the Bears last time and then we lost four straight? Oh, yeah, right. Like, guys, guys, the Bears are not a top 10 team. And you can tell because they're three and 10. The yeah, Bears are not an overall pick. They've got the number two overall pick again. <laughs> yeah. Now, who do we play? Now, we got the bye week this week, right? We yep. got the bye yep. week this week. So maybe we can get right with uh, Bakhtiari and, uh, you know, Zach Tom did pretty good, man. Zach Tom did pretty fucking good holding up. First so we have the time. Monday nighter. The Rams come to Green Bay. The Monday nighter. This will be the battle of the trash. The battle of the trash is what it's going to be. We've got uh, three. Have we only got three games left? No. 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 We have four games left. Four games. Four, four games left. 
We need to win the next four games just to have a sniff. And we've got to have teams like the Vikings, teams like uh, the Rams, teams like Seattle, teams like the Cowboys, teams like the uh, uh, Giants uh, and the Eagles. We need them to lose a couple of these games coming up here and kind of give us a little bit of a a break. What we need is Washington to lose. We need the Giants to lose. We need Seattle to lose. Um, We need – well, it's not even Tampa because Tampa is going to take that division anyway. But really it's going to come – come down to those NFC East teams and they're going to beat up on each other. So one way or another, we're going to get some help from there. It's that last spot. I mean, it's going to be a nine and eight possibly in that's the best we can fucking do right with, with yeah. tiebreakers and everything. And look, dude, if we make the playoffs, I can't wait to have them go out and party the night before and not show up. And lose right. Well, game. we couldn't get them interested in the game here. We couldn't get them fired up. That's all on me. We'll have to look at that in the offseason and uh, fix that in the offseason. No, I don't think there needs to be any changes to the defense. All of that tells me one fucking thing. Either Lafleur doesn't know what he's talking about or Lafleur isn't going to get into it because the guy he picked is terrible and the guy that they want wants nothing to do with the last four games of the year. He's like, we'll start fresh in camp new playbook new everything i think it's brian flores i'm starting to think that we're going to get brian flores as the defensive coordinator and this is and i think it's going to fall on goot and i think goot's going to step in and go listen we gave you the guy you wanted lafleur you picked joe barry to make the defense better the defense is worse in fact it's so worse right now it's like a rowboat with 40 holes in it you're in the middle of the ocean there's just you can't Joe Barry has no clue what he is doing. There's no attack. There's no system. There's no dictation whatsoever. It's all read and react. It's like we have 11 Blake Martinez on the team. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Alyssa from Los Angeles. All right, I'm Andy from Sheffield. This is Chris from Nova Scotia. Hey, this is Aaron Alice from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, everybody. This is Hyungu from Turkey. I am Carla from California. G'day, this is Mel from Melbourne, Australia. This is Mick coming from Granger, Indiana. This is Soren Stortigan coming to you from Sweden. And this is Packers Without Borders. This is Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and tea public if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders and give us some money. And audibletrial.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. Peace, and go Pack Go!
Brussels in Belgium. Central Illinois. LA, California. Nova Scotia. Las Vegas, Nevada. Northern Wisconsin. Sweden. Sheffield. We're in Michigan. Louisville, Kentucky. Seattle. Chita, Kansas. From the UK. Chicago, Illinois. Ranger, Indiana. From Melbourne, Australia. Omaha, Nebraska. Cincinnati. From Ohio. Nebraska. San Diego. From Willow Springs, Illinois. California. Nebraska. From Northern Michigan. Austin, Texas. California. LA, California. Turkey. Kansas City. Indianapolis, Indiana. Southern Cali. You were listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris. Do a show, watch the blow in the spotlight. Dude, what was fucking funny? Of course, Soren always comes out. Like, I don't know what. He must be high all the time or on fucking mushrooms all the time because his memes are fucking fantastic. But the one that he sent out with Joe Barry. Jumping up and down, and he put something like, "When you get an A on your group project, but you didn't do anything, right? <laughs> That's exactly oh, it. That's exactly oh, it. Barry's got to go. Barry's terrible. Barry's Dude. terrible. And this comes down to, and we've said it all along: there are guys that make great head coaches, and then there are guys that make great, great. defensive coordinators, but can't be a head coach." And then there's guys who can't be a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator or head coach. They can only be a positional coach. And that's that. And Barry can only be a positional coach. And the position that I want him in is number four on the unemployment line. I want him out the door, standing in the unemployment line. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye. Just no hard feelings. Just go away and never, never, ever come back here. And, and, you know, let's get ourselves a brand name defensive coordinator. Let's spend a little money. Let's go grab Brian Flores or wake Wade Phillips up from his uh, cryogenic chamber and uh, bring in a defense that's going to fucking put the screws to somebody. Our defense hasn't put the screws. Do you remember? Do you remember Clay Matthews in Philadelphia and our run in 2010? We were putting the screws. Our defense was putting the screws to teams. We were dictating, dominating. They couldn't use, go to the left side, couldn't go to the right side. Oh, God, got to get rid of it inside of three seconds. Now it's like, what what play do you want to run? Yeah, that sounds good. That's what they're doing against us. And it was so frustrating. I remember just when you mentioned that, the first thing that came to mind is I remember the frustration of just – penalties for roughing the passer right but it was because we were aggressive we were there all the time and maybe one or two penalties during the game but when you're knocking the shit out of them they're going to think about what the fuck they're doing man and that's what's missing there's no fire on this defensive team with the amount of talent that they have look man where's why the problem is that you lose develop. That's what I was going to say. You use, you lose development of these guys that have all the talent in the world. And look, Rashawn Gary took a little bit of time to get started, right? Like even like I'll admit, I was like, why the fuck did you take this pick? And next thing you know, the guy's something, but they need to develop. And when you have a shitty defensive coordinator, how the fuck are your guys going to develop? Right? They're like it, they're, they're, not. Not. they're not. They're not. I've got. Where I've is Devonte Wyatt? I don't know, Where man. Is he? I don't Where know. Where is he? We need fat guys on the line, and and we're not going to use them. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of watching Kenny Clark and Jerron Reed be the only guys up there. What's TJ Slayton doing? And if you don't like those guys, why are we not signing new guys? I don't know. Dude, okay, fascinating stuff. You want to talk about something positive? Let's talk about Christian Watson, because I had to Google this to find out. Okay. 
All right. Cause I'm really excited about him because obviously eight touchdowns in four games, nine total touchdowns. I was like, all right, how does that rank with rookie wide receivers? Cause he does deserve offensive rookie of the year. If he keeps this going for the rest of the year. So obviously Randy Moss had 17 touchdowns in 16 game plays as a rookie. It just it, next level shit. Right. Uh, last year, Jamar chase had 13 touchdowns. Uh, John Jefferson, 1978 had 13 Tyree kill. So I'll find people that we know Tyree kill had 12 Odell Beckham had 12. Mike Evans had 12 chase Claypool had 11 Calvin Ridley had 10. And then you've got Christian Watson and AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, Kelvin Benjamin and Cordell Patterson with nine. So he's not going to get another eight. He's not going to average two more touchdowns the rest of the way. Well, you never know. He might, he might be he might, but just the fact that he's in the breath with those types of players shows you, okay. And, and think of all the games he missed. And everybody's talking about George. And you're talking about George Pickens, and you're talking about all these other guys that were picked, right? Instead of Christian Watson. And guess what? I think the Packers have something with security other than that first drop he had on the first play of the first, you know, that long bomb that he dropped since then he has been stellar, man. That 38 yard pass interference call this week was huge. And it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but that was a huge fucking play. It was third and long. And there you go. 38 yard pass interference to dude. So he needs nine, eight touchdowns to tie Randy Moss. Um, then next down the line, obviously, there's still some more hope because Jamar Chase, 13, um, Tyreek Hill, 12. So he should land in the top at least five or six all-time rookies in terms of, of uh, touchdowns. So pretty excited to see it. The dude is blazing fast, man. Like you see, it is not like a get-up-to-speed type of speed that he has. It's a... Once I take my cut, I'm full speed. It is so hard. Like you saw that dude, there were three different angles that they tried to take on him and fantastic. So just really excited. Uh Oh, there you are. Yeah. I thought you were frozen. You're You're nodding your head. Yeah. You're, 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 the audio is fantastic from your truck. It's uh, up, up, so, uh, if you're wondering what that is, uh, we will give you the uh, uh, t- telecast uh, version. We will type it all up. It is a OEP, OOPE, KAFA. It's all right. <laughs> the producer and editor of the show is fucking fantastic. He's not that fantastic today. He's tired. He was is up he? all night plowing. Oh, it's. Uh, it's uh, so I got another. I, I bought I bought another plow because I don't have enough toys, as my wife likes to say. I, I had to get another one, but I, I was tired of doing 14, 18, 16, 20 hour shifts. I needed another piece of equipment to, to specifically alleviate the work that I do. And last night, fuck, it was awesome. I was I was uh, on schedule for only a four hour shift. I was like, this is going to be the greatest four hour shift I've ever had in my life. And of course, things went wrong. Things, of course, go haywire. Anybody that owns your own business, you know that if you say to yourself, yeah, I've only got an hour's worth of work left, 
the uh, work gods go, uh, no, no, you don't. In fact, your whole night now will be ruined. So yeah, when uh, I talked to you initially, what we were going to record last night, dude, it's fucking great. I wish I had more of these. I'm just fucking chilling. Everything's easy. I was like, good, right on, man. He's like, I'll be home at like 8, 830 your time. Cool. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching uh, 1899, which is a really good fucking show, by the way. I'm chilling there watching. Next thing you know, it's nine. I start kind of batting a little bit. I was like, "Uh oh, this dude's out. He's still having to plow. And then I talked to you this morning and you're like, well, nice long evening. Your short evening turned into a very nice long evening. <laughs> well, this this is what happened is I sent my guys to go to a commercial property. It is a big rectangle of a parking lot. This is something that I, I've done myself. It takes me 15, 20 minutes, something like that to do. If you take your time, maybe 30 minutes to do. My guys had been there. They showed up and they called me and said, you need to come and take a look at this. And I was like, what are you talking about, right? If somebody's parked there, because that occasionally happens, one car parks there, you just work around it, right? Like it, it might take you an extra five, 10 minutes, whatever. Work around it, get it done. So I show up and there is a mountain and it is like 12 feet high and it looks like a volcano. It looks like one of the El Paso mountains in the middle of the oh, parking sure. lot. And the city plowed the street and then dumped it all right in the middle of the parking lot, thinking it's an abandoned parking lot. I, I, I got a phone call from uh, the city uh, a little while ago that uh, the guy explained, he said, we thought it was an abandoned parking lot. And I'm like, yeah, not at all. And uh, I had to uh, go out there, uh, bring out a loader and which was beyond expensive and took fucking forever because the loader only does 30 kilometers an hour. So it's got to go from one side of the city to the other. So forget it. Go out there, move all the snow just so that we could clear it properly. So my night went from being done at 10 o'clock to 132. <laughs> yeah. That's and I was out cold by about 9.36. I was done. Right. These are the joys of owning your own business. You realize, and this goes both ways, um, but you start seeing who are your, you already know who your friends are, right? But you have kind of those fringe people that you consider friends and you see which ones kind of go into the, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that from you category, kind of nice, you know, where it's yeah. been a lot of support and people bringing people out and constantly like bringing new people in with them. And then, of course, there's the other group that you would expect to be in there who haven't even made the remote presence, haven't said anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> you you know? see, those people are jealous and you have friends. This is what I found out is. You have friends that are fine with your status quo, but once your status quo changes, now they have an issue. And it's because they see something in themselves in which they're like, why didn't I go do that? Why didn't I do, do this, right? And it's because you gotta, you gotta put your balls out there, right? No risk it, no brisket, right? Fortis, Fortuna, Aravat. Fortune favors the bold. If you don't go out there and risk it all, you're not gonna win everything. Right. You're just not going to get it. Somebody who owns their own business is willing to sacrifice a couple, a few years of their freedom for the rest of their life being free. 
than somebody who goes to a corporate job and you know what, you're going to work nine to five and you're going to get your paycheck every two weeks and you don't have to worry, but you're never going to have those huge vacations. You're never going to, you know, you're never going to have all of your dreams. You're just going to be that nine to five guy until you're 65 and then you're going to retire and shortly die. At least with my own business, I can see on the horizon coming soon, in fact, in the next probably three or four years a retirement, a, 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 an opt-out yep. package, a way for me to stop doing this. I mean, already as it is, uh, we've hired somebody to start answering the phones. So that's yeah. that's another big step that's being taken away from me. Now it's becoming, I mean, I got staff right now that are out working right now. Yeah. And I'm just sitting around meh, playing on my podcast, eating some eggs, smoking, yeah. smoking a joint. Who cares? Yeah. Right. And it's the good thing is I think um, like the biggest learning curve was obviously for my wife, man. Right. Like the, it, for her, it was, she never came from an entrepreneurial background. Her parents did not, you know, her dad was an architect and um, never really owned his own business. I guess he did, but he did projects, but never the way that my, I mean, my parents, you know, they had a recycling company. They did textile manufacturing, like, you know, they had 150 employees, so they had like a legit, really good business. So I learned a lot of that. And it's just, it takes a different breed. And that's a lot of what I hear. They're like, I wish I could like, that's probably the thing I hear the most is I wish I, I would do that. And I was like, well, then whatever it is that you want to do, just do it, pull the trigger, Go do it. you know, but most people are not willing to do it. And yeah, man, I mean, I extended hours because I realized that the flow of the client, like whatever the client asks for is basically what we're doing, right? Like it's, we, we've learned to adjust that type of stuff. And dude, it's so nice to wake up. Like I, I've never had issues waking up and going to work. I mean, I did with the last job cause it was fucking trash, but, um, with this, I get up early, dude, it's nice and quiet. I put on my music. I, you know, like it's just, it's two hours of just nice, calm coffee, my protein shake, people start showing up, I, you know, and then got my regulars, like five or six regulars that come in really early, like even before I'm open where they text me that are buddies or whatever, where I have coffee ready for them, right? That way they can just come pick it up and go. And the rest of it, it's like students and like professionals that sit here to work. And because it's so quiet and calm, you've got a bunch of business meetings going on and stuff. And at that point now I can sit down, you know, you, you serve them, you sit down and it's, it's. You're at your pace. You know, everybody says, oh, well, you're your own boss. And it's like, well, actually, I, I have hundreds of bosses. They're called customers. But I'm at my pace. I move when I want to move. Now, I have to have certain things open and I have to do so, of course, right? A business has to be open and closed at certain times. Phones have to be answered. Text emails have to be answered. There's things you have to do to get paid. Yep. But... You're not doing it because there's some boss over you going, you're going to get fired. You're doing it because you're like, if I want to make money this week, if I want to increase, even my, if it's a hundred dollar day, does it, you got to find out, right? I didn't fucking have, you know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, this is exactly. This is, I, I went into so it's my been good, business. Man. It's, been, it's been an adventure, dude. I went into my business thinking this is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to build decks and fences. It's going to be the craziest thing. The last thing I do now is decks and fences. We do sod, we do gardens, and we do maintenance. Yep. That's what I do. And 
I don't know why that's the customers I attract. I try and attract the other ones. I just don't get them. Maybe I don't have the reputation. Maybe this, maybe that. Maybe my, if my aunt was, uh, had nuts, she'd be my uncle. I don't know. I can tell you this. I, my kids are fed. The bills are paid. The house is warm and there's gas in the truck. That's it. I can't complain. And Santa Claus has money to get my youngest daughter, you know, and my middle daughter who wanted the Disney castle, you know, like all that the Lego Disney castle and just it's dude, we don't eat a lot. You and I, you know, this man, like we're happy with very little, but our very little is also like something that, that I talked to my wife about this weekend is look, um, one of the biggest things is that we have a style, uh, a lifestyle that we carried that we've had for 13 years, you know, with mm -hmm. me working, doing my consulting and doing everything else. I took this other job and had to take a pay cut, right? Because we needed something steady, which is what with COVID until I could figure this out. But I was tapping into my savings, man. I was like, it's, I'm not going to go backwards. So even though my needs are simple, it's still more than what most people need, but it's because I always want to progress. I always want to advance, you know, like, I love traveling. My wife loves traveling, dude. And that's what we're going to be doing, man. I mean, we're working to travel and leave this for the girls and leave this for the kids. You know, like it's, it's critical that you always strive to improve your parents. Like you try to improve your family situation and make it through this thing. You know what I mean? It's just always the status quo. Just like you said, people find status quo and that's a lot of, it's true, man. Like a lot of my buddies that have money, you know, that called me the first days and, Oh, we want to invest. As soon as I said, no, guess where they are. Nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Haven't shown up. I told them, Hey, come in. Cause some of them are restaurant owners. And I was like, dude, come in, let's talk. And maybe we can do like a dessert of the month and I can supply you one of my desserts in your restaurant. Right. And yeah. you can come try it. We can see. None of them showed up. They want to take advantage and I'm not fucking stupid. Like I know, like you realize which ones are friends and which ones like business versus real friends. And that that's a lot of what's been coming into focus. I mean, dude, thankfully we broke even. I opened up for two weeks in November and we broke even for the first month, which for me is fucking huge. For, you know, any, like, restaurant, shit. for any restaurant to open up and break even is a milestone. A milestone. Most of them do nothing but lose money their first couple of years, yep. right? So breaking even is a huge hurdle. You know what I find? I, I find, and, and I wonder if you're the same way, I find that I can't spend money on myself. Mm -hmm. I, I, I bought a new Packers hat and uh, I felt guilty about the $29.99 for the yeah. Packers hat. Yeah. I felt terrible that I had spent that on myself. And the whole time, like my wife said to me, you, you know, you work this hard, you make this much money, you're buying us constant stuff all the time. You spend more than this on the kids daily. What is your problem? And my problem is, is that I, I don't feel like I almost deserve it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like some kind of, I don't know, back to my childhood or something where I just don't. I, I don't think I've earned it enough. I went to uh, a game, uh, what is it, EB Games up here. It's like a, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, like GameStop type place. Yeah, GameStop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I bought a couple of used games that were from last year. And it was a total of 34 bucks. Yeah. And I felt guilty as hell. 
I was sick to my stomach that I spent that money on myself. And meanwhile, I'm going, you know, I bust my ass for this stuff. I, you know, I, I, I bust my ass to make sure my kids have Invisalign. They have TVs in the room. They've all got Disney and Crave and Netflix and Prime. Dude, the last thing I bought myself was a giant tool bag where I can fit all my tools because I had my both metal, you know, I had my metal fucking old school cases with like just a pain in the ass to fucking carry. I spent 30, where well, no, it was like 50 something bucks on a tool, like a huge fucking badass cobalt tool bag. This, you know? Yeah. Ugh, God damn it. With this what are you going to do? Yeah. Fucking internet. Do, right? It's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, well. well Listen, you got any questions? You look, you got any questions for us? Victory Monday. You got any questions for us for Mailbag Monday sponsored by Manscaped? If you trim your bush, the deck will look bigger. Trust me, I'm a landscaper. You can uh, send us your questions to Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Find us on uh, Twitter at Borders Packers, Instagram and Facebook, Packers Without Borders, and Packers Without Borders merch. That's it. We're in the bye week. If your order is not in by midnight today, it will not be in anymore. That's it. Yep. And I have to ship this stuff out. There was uh, the shirts are in Mexico still. I've got three shirts that I need to ship out that I was supposed to ship out last week, but Juarez was not a place you wanted to be last week. So I've not been able to go pick them up <laughs> last week with the holidays, the way they are and people coming from Mexico to come do shopping and that dude, it was a four hour wait just to try to get go and come back. And I was just like, I'm just going to message everybody and let them know that Juarez is not somewhere you want to yeah. be right now. So I sent my, my wife is going this afternoon to pick everything up. We've got three shirts, but what I'll do is if everyone can put in those orders today, I will put them all together and get them out this week and we will be square. Sounds good. Right on buddy. All right. Peace. Go pack. Go enjoy that bye week. This has been Packers without borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other and go pack. Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. We take this disgrace Another Bears fan Throwing insults in our face The Packers are the greatest team To ever play the game Even if from time to time They've been a little lame How could you ever love a team With Jim McMahon Not even Porky Pig Was as big a him They got a reputation That's mostly based on luck The Bears still suck The Bears still suck the bears still suck, the bears still suck, the bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still suck.